0: here we go again 2022 2022 what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the neon belly podcast we are your hosts nate
1: and new
2: john
1: (laughs) and brandon
2: same old brandon
0: same old brandon new year but same brandon uh boys today we are gonna go back to our all-time mma teams this week we're going to hit russia brandon Mm -hmm. is going to hit us with one of his patented facts don't care about your feelings and per usual we will give you guys all the news and headlines in the world of combat sports but first boys as we mentioned happy new year how we doing how we doing the other side of the new year how we
1: feeling feeling good I was I was debating on whether or not to break this out in the beginning of the podcast or wait till the end. <laughs> oh gosh. But I think I'm going to start with the beginning cuz I, okay. I don't know. I just I just want to see where it takes us. So Okay. I, I know you, you, no one is going to be able to see this, but I wanted to show this first just to see if I can get any like visual reactions and then then you guys can talk about it. Okay. So this guy's back.
2: Oh,
0: gosh. You know what? (laughs) I actually, when I sent something to the group text yesterday and you responded directly to me, I was like, the first thing, (laughs) I literally said it out loud. I was like, Brandon's on some 2022 New Year's resolution bullshit. I'm going to be back on my flip phone. All Uh, year. Yeah, like that's so stupid.
2: You're going to last all year. That's no.
0: Who cares? It's literally the dumbest thing ever. Because here's the thing. He went back to it for a reason, right? He yeah. went back to an actual cell phone. No, a real, you went from the flip phone back to a real cell phone for a reason, right? Because the mm. flip phone was not practical in any sense of anything.
1: Really? The only reason was just so I could FaceTime the kiddo when I went to the bachelor party. Actually, that's when it was.
0: But Brandon, you, you can't even group text, man.
1: Yeah, it's that's true. Okay. That's actually not the worst thing.
2: I mean, I'm, I mean, th- those can the be the whole a point little... of the group test is to exchange information so we can have a better show. So it's true.
1: We also have Messenger though. So I'm just saying that's where we kind of operate predominantly. I'm I mean, can you saying. get to your Messenger from said flip phone? I can get to it from my laptop,
0: but doesn't it just irritate you to just sit and think of Brandon on December 31st like the ball sits zero? He probably didn't even kiss his wife first or his kid, he was just like. Going back to the flip phone, baby, all you wanna, year so long. You know
1: some, so you want to know something funny? What? I've actually been using it for the past three weeks.
2: Yeah, I bet you he's been staring at it for <laughs> you know what's funny? a couple of days now. Like, oh, I'm going to get the boys.
0: You know what's funny is me and John were actually saying like, man, Brandon is not being like responsive at all to anything. We were going to address it on this episode. Like, what's going on? And now it all makes sense.
1: There yeah. you go. Yeah. You went back
2: to 1996. Congrats.
1: That's so, right. So, yeah. so, so if it's, so if it's something that needs my, my direct attention, it's probably best to send me a direct text or a phone call. Let's or just say, email. say that now. You
0: might as well email me.
1: You could yeah. email, but I'm terrible with checking my emails. I'll send, I'll send a fax to your office. Yes, yeah, send me a letter. Oh, I'm terrible with faxes too. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: i feel like that's where we're heading like I, I feel like i feel like in june it's gonna be like guys check this out we're just gonna hear I'm gonna, get, I'm, gonna gonna, a,
1: gonna a- I'm gonna get
2: a bird i'm gonna get a bird you're gonna wheel a fax
0: machine in front of your camera like
2: <laughs> hey guys i got a <laughs> po box i set up
0: Uh-oh. yeah going back to dial up like <laughs> like why like does. you going from a real phone to a flip phone, you may as well go from like high speed internet to dial up and everybody's okay. like, why? What's the point of that? I just like, it. I like the way it sounds and looks.
1: Listen, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just a little nice to kind of de, de- or uh, disconnect a little bit. Brandon, it's just a little nice to punish uh, yourself. Look meet out. Look,
0: yeah. Look out for Brandon giving you his instant message, his AIM uh, screen name, <laughs> yeah. and by, by the end of 2022. <laughs>
2: Hey, actually, stop texting. Got a typewriter now.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, boys, send me letters. I, I haven't really talked to you guys. This this is an MMA podcast for people that may be just tuning in. For Sorry, the first time. Bryce. We 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 will get to the MMA talk here in a minute, but uh, I haven't really got to talk to you guys. So, how was your Christmas slash New Year's?
2: I liked it. I had a good time. Got the gifts I was looking for. Got to give the gifts I wanted to give. I was excited to see that. Got to spend some time with family. Uh, yeah, I mean, not to be at work. I mean, it was uh, overall, I can't ask for much more.
1: Yeah, it was nice. This was kind of the first Christmas that my kiddo is actually a little bit involved, right? Because he can like walk around and like kind of open stuff. And uh, so the parents, like, it's kind of different when you have a kid, like every, all the attention goes to him. So on the one hand, it's kind of nice because you don't have to worry about messing with people. But on the other hand, you don't get as much stuff. So that was different, but it was good all in all.
0: Nice. Well, uh, what about Brandon? I see you're still with your old headphones, so I'm oh. assuming that means we did not get headphones from Santa this year.
1: That's right, but we're in the we're still on the lookout. I'm actually I actually did look at them today. I've kind of narrowed it down to three. I don't know much about them. I've been headphones trying stuff. them on. So it, it would actually be it would actually be nice if you guys gave a little input actually into what I might might get. Yeah, little, I don't know. I, I
0: don't know what you're wanting to spend. I love these. Uh, I bought these a while ago. I think they're like in that. 50 to 60 dollar range maybe but i love them that's they're really comfortable good. they're real comfortable on the ears see i i have big ears so i have to have like these don't go over my ears my they're like my ears go up against them like there there's no hole you know what i mean oh yeah yeah so on i don't yeah so I, that's mm-hmm. why i like them they just kind of press up against my ears rather than like cuffing my ears so
2: yeah okay. the ones i got are really good we got them when we first started oh the krks um, yeah, yeah. Those are good ones they got a really long cord um just a clear sound. I think
0: those are a little pricier though. Yeah, oh, like for sure. one, one to one twenty maybe. But I mean. So.
2: You can't go wrong with some skull candies or something, man.
1: Any, I mean, anything's better right than uh
0: in. the paper clip or the, the bread bag. Listen, uh, <laughs> these are these are really, really nice,
1: nice, man. These are JBLs, they're just old. That's uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. No, I believe. Like seven. Old years headphones, ago, old like, cell phones. Yeah. Back when you bought your flip phone, I guarantee those were like balling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, this thing is newer. Than yeah,
2: I know. That's I don't fix I'm talking about <laughs> levels
1: of technology.
2: I'm not okay. talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about like the year it was created. No, I'm talking about. Where you're at in life with those <laughs> well,
0: boys, we are gonna get to our all-time Russian MMA team. Um, but before we do, we gotta do some housekeeping stuff that we always do. I don't know about you guys, but I'm already like I'm getting antsy for some fights. Yesterday was Saturday, and like I kept thinking, like, there's gotta be a fight, there's gotta be like I'm already wanting like the pay-per-view, like I'm just I'm already like dying for some fights. And I think we the first cards not even till the 15th, right?
1: Yeah, it's the catered. uh, Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Like we're just so far away from any actual fights and it's not even fair. Um, But we're going to keep doing weekly episodes. Probably could have taken this week off, but I don't know. It's kind of it's tough because it is kind of fun to just have these episodes where we're not having to like recap or preview. You know, there's not that that we can just kind of go off the cuff a little bit more and have some fun
1: talk about
2: flip phones
0: talk about flip phones and <laughs> headphones and i know
2: bryce loves these episodes he has to oh i'm sure he does yeah
0: yeah i'm i'm weighing on the mandalorian uh one episode in. i don't know if you guys have seen it or not in I've the mandalorian it. uh the book of boba um
2: nice whoo it's good mm-hmm.
0: yeah one episode was mwah, fantastic <laughs> um but yeah, so we can kind of have some fun with these, but I am ready to get back into some fights. I right. can't say that. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, January is gonna be much needed, but it's gonna start moving fast. So we're gonna have I mean, doing these is gonna help us hit the ground running and get get ready to get back into it. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean it's only two, it's only two weeks. That's not too, too bad. I mean, our next so our next week we're gonna be previewing, right? What is we, that right?
0: No, I think it seems like we might have one more week like this where we'll just kind of do some funner stuff, like some different stuff. Uh, you could be right though. I'd have to look at the calendar or what mm-hmm. we got. But um, I think maybe one more week of kind of like episodes like this without any real fight talk.
1: I'm almost right. positive next week. We'll you might be team, right. I'd we'll have see. to.
0: Yeah, my I barely even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> um, real quick, I do want to like kind of put a. I mean, we kind of put a bow on last year on our last episode, but, uh, just kind of like real quick, want to overall recap. Um, and just obviously thank everybody for, um, being a part of our, if you were a part of our first year of, uh, Mm -hmm. this podcast and supporting us, um, we had downloads in 36 States. Um, so, you know, only missed that by like 14 States and we would have had the whole map. So even got Hawaii by the end of the year we had Mm. Hawaii. So, I think, we had ta- awesome. I, had like, I think, I think mid year when we had kind of done this, we were kind of like, man, do you think we'll ever get Hawaii? And we did end up sneaking Hawaii, not <laughs> nice. a Ala- lot, not Alaska, but we did get some Hawaii. Say, What's
2: the, what's the one state you're looking to step up next year and maybe show well, us some love? Uh,
0: we, we got some downloads in North Dakota. So I'd like to see South Dakota get on the board. Mm, uh, yeah. Ida- Idaho. I've always heard Idaho is beautiful or, or, uh, no, was it Idaho? not idaho that's not got the are. potatoes on deck. uh no uh utah sorry utah mm. not idaho mm. I, U- idaho no offense is probably shat Shot. shat, shat.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm not much different than us we're,
0: we were watching we're me and ash watching this show called 90 day fiance right and there's this lady on there this season All right, i'm gonna i'm not gonna be too mean but like every time they show like her in idaho she's from idaho and all her friends. It's like, it's exactly what you would think everybody in Idaho looks like. Like it's just hilarious. Um, Mm. But yeah, but no, Utah. I want to get Utah. Nice. I'd love, I I want to go to Utah (laughs) so bad, but 36 States boys. And also one that I'm really proud of is 29 different countries across
2: the globe. Almost Um, more countries than States. Let's go.
0: Yeah. A little over 3000 people listened to this podcast last year. So, wow. um, yeah, that's just, it's nuts, man. It's kind of, like I said, for three guys that started this thing about this time last year is when we were like, all right, we're going to do it, uh, to just kind of like any, I mean, I wouldn't even have thought like much outside of like this little region of ours, like Indiana, maybe some of these border States. Um, but the found the fact that somehow we were able to reach people from all over, not just the country, but the globe is, pretty awesome. Um but how we get found and how we grow is through iTunes reviews or uh, Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. So if you have an mm-hmm. iPhone and you're listening on this, please just go click the five stars, write us a review. Uh that's how we grow. That's how we get found. Um we haven't had a new one in a while. Um and we could really use it to help grow. Uh we were just talking before we hit record and this last month, you know, we will, like we talk about, we never will actually say like download numbers and stuff like that. We've, we've decided a long time ago that's going to be just for us to keep private. But this last month, uh, November, kind of mid November, right around Thanksgiving into December has been probably by far our worst and lowest months in terms of downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still grateful. Don't get me wrong. Like we've still had numbers that are so awesome that people are listening. Um, but it's been low, which we kind of talked, you know, like with the holidays and different stuff like that, it's probably not too surprising, but don't give up on us, man. Like, keep, keep keep listening. Keep telling people about the podcast. I know right now, obviously we've talked about it at nauseum. It doesn't sound the greatest that we also saw a pretty significant dip in numbers when we stopped using the mixer. I think because, mm-hmm. you know, people check in and then they're like, oh, maybe not. And they check back out. But if you've been here, you know, we're going to get back to all that and have some fun. And uh, so just keep supporting us. Keep putting the word out there. If you know people that are into MMA and might want to listen to a podcast, let them know.
2: All right. If you guys have any suggestions to what you want to hear from us, send that through. We're always looking for new things to try, new series, new uh, you know ways of approaching this because you know we're kind of just doing what we like to do and trying to read the numbers and trying to modify things so if you guys have some ideas shoot them our way yeah
1: Absolutely. give me some advice on some headphones i need that
2: <laughs> yeah i yeah.
1: don't know what i'm doing
0: so i send brain some headphones what, what's your favorite headphones at neon belly podcast on instagram put it in our messenger let brandon know we're going to get him some new headphones hopefully in the new week next week or two right at least i think it's reasonable at least by time the mixer's back can we do that
1: yeah that's okay. fair, All right. that's fair. I mean,
0: you have to you have till the end of january so
1: hey i will say though since we've been on the zoom i haven't had any issues in terms of hearing they just look funny
0: yeah i mean they don't look too bad you can't really they just look normal headphones to be honest with you but for the problem reason, is once
2: we get back to full speed you have yeah. five inches of cord <laughs> yeah that you have to keep manipulating the whole episode exactly so.
0: exactly
1: that's a fair point
0: Boys, let's get into it. Continuing our all time MMA team series. Uh, Let's see, we've done the UK slash Mm -hmm. Ireland. Uh, We've done Asia. Yep. And we've done Canada.
2: Yes, those earlier. are our
0: three. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you can go back in our episode logs. Uh, you'll see those in our headlines, our title. Uh, you can find those episodes and check out those. Um, eventually we will be posting all of them on our Instagram at Neon Belly Podcast. Uh, graphics. For, have a visual for all these. We just want to get through this series first. Um, and we're going to actually hopefully do like a tournament bracket style and kind of let the listeners decide who has the best overall team. Um but we're gonna to get to that much later. We got to get through all our countries first. Continuing this week, like I said, though, with Russia,
2: Mother Russia,
0: Mother Russia, uh, boys. Brandon's let-
2: favorite. Brand- <laughs>
0: yeah, Brandon's favorite. Uh, <laughs> if you if you know sambo or uh, any type of uh, let's see, sambo maybe. No, I don't really think they do judo. They do like more like wrestling. That'd they do some basketball. Judo.
1: Hey, yeah. Putin does judo.
0: Well, there you go. Brandon's a big Putin guy. You just sit here on the
1: Beyond Billy I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just just, saying Putin knows some judo. Okay, so Brandon shows
0: up with a flip phone, and now he's endorsing Putin. Uh, So you guys can see where this is going (laughs) real fast. Uh, Not to
2: sound communist, but. Yeah,
0: not to to support a flip phone, but uh, there you go. He said it. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, (laughs) this guy, man, I'll tell you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) number one uh, I can't even defend myself because no matter what I say (laughs) you guys are gonna twist it and make it sound we're just
0: gonna keep you're just gonna keep piling dirt out you're just gonna keep digging it just digging the hole digging the hole
1: we're
2: part of his problem with the media dude
0: boys let's start this out with the heavyweight division first um I think this is probably a pretty easy one unanimous unanimously for all of us uh but my pick was the last emperor Fedor Emelianenko yes sir Uh, pretty obvious choice here There. Uh, kind of like what we said with, uh, for GSP with Canada is, you know, Fedor is not only the greatest Russian heavyweight, but possibly one of the greatest uh, heavyweights in MMA history. And even taking it a step further could possibly be considered one of the greatest fighters of all time yeah. in MMA history. Um, so this spot is obviously always going to be his still an active fighter. I, I didn't even look up his record. He's probably like 140 and six, 40 and six. There you go. So, <laughs> um, I think best known for his pride days, um, obviously where he just literally beat the best of the best in the world, um, wasn't not even close. Um, won the pride heavyweight title, um, has gone on across the world and always consistently fought the best people, you know, even later into his age, you know, he's fighting guys and and beating guys that you probably wouldn't expect him to be considering Mm -hmm. how old he is um i think almost it's this category like i said it's so obvious it was fade or i think almost the honorable mentions are a little bit more important here because there is there is some other good russian heavyweights that are worth mentioning
2: they probably have the best heavyweight division so so far i actually
0: wrote that in my notes is i think this is by far their best overall division most stacked division you know kind of how we said um what was it? Uh, was it Asia or one, like one of those who had like the lightweight division or or welterweight? Yeah. You know, some of these countries, it's kind of weird, but consistently we've seen every country so far has had one division. That's like way deeper than the others, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, But uh so Fedors are the heavyweight. Um, My honorable mentions were Andre Arlovsky. Uh, he'd be obviously a pretty close number two, obviously has a very impressive resume, which includes a UFC heavyweight title um, like Fedor. Uh, he's been successful in many different promotions and he did lose to Fedor, um, which if you had any doubt of who deserved the spot, that kind of answers that right there. Right. Um, I also wanted to mention Fedor's brother, uh, Alexander mm-hmm. Emelianenko. Uh, who had a great MMA career as well. Uh, He never quite broke through uh, due to kind of some weird blood work stuff. Uh, Not really. I mean, (sighs) some like hepatitis, you know, was always the rumor that he had, you know, hepatitis C or B. Um, He was supposed to fight somebody here uh, in America, a bigger name guy. Was it Vitor maybe or somebody? I can't remember. And never quite submitted the right blood work and he's every time he's been booked for like a bigger fight he never submits blood work and you know they've they've rumored that hepatitis has always been the reason why um Mm. but nonetheless was a great mixed martial artist had a really good pride career as well um and then another one uh, another two i guess i threw in there um obviously you have um alexander volkov and uh alexi who are both in the ufc currently still fighting uh he's kind of been the butt of some jokes for us for the this past year he's just getting old man but he's the dude's fought everybody and he's just Mm -hmm. he's 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 kind of a one-trick pony but he's good at what he does and alexander volkov man just obviously at the top of the ufc still right up there he's got to be in the top five or six right
1: um six actually. Yeah, yeah some like I think he's
0: somewhere in there, but former Bellator heavyweight champ, you know. So mm-hmm. uh he definitely is credentialed, but uh obviously the pick here is Fedor. But I will digress and let you guys uh give us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I agree with the Fedor. The only other honorable mention I had because like I said, it was so deep was that uh Sergey Karantinov, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, another
0: it. yeah, he was kind of bigger in Pride, I think, too, right? Well,
2: he's he's or- won basically in every other uh promotion he's one in glory he's one in you know uh yeah. i think bellator i mean he's been everywhere but the ufc but he's beat a lot a lot of people yeah
1: yeah i agree with the fedor as well it's just kind of to me as as obvious as that you know what some of the other ones here will be um yeah for mine only Olen- and um full are my two honorable mentions so you pretty much covered all that so
0: <clears throat> nice neither one of you guys threw uh the old pit bull aren't andre orlovsky in there no i have
2: him in there i just since oh. you brought him up the only other person i had was somebody i've seen who was 22 and 2 and his only losses were like maybe orlovsky and like tim johnson or something his name was vitaly mikanov i don't know there's a lot of alexanders and i've never wrote the word alexander so much is all i'm trying to say <laughs> so. dude
0: yeah Russia's crazy man like the tough thing with russians is you see their record and they're like you know 22 and five and you're like oh this guy's got to be good but his 22 wins are i mean they fight so much over there in russia and they're fighting guys that we'll never know of or never hear of and then their five losses are to you know guys that are really credentialed high level right. guys, you know what i mean so then it's like well that's kind of a little bit more telling right mm-hmm. um but dude when russia's literally started a fight league right now where they're fighting in a phone booth these guys are sickos man did you see that brandon
1: say say it again
0: Russia started a fight league. There's this Russian fight league. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. Any, anybody listening you can go look it up where it's two opponents and they're literally in a phone booth fighting.
1: No, no, I didn't see that. Dude, I saw... it's nuts. Okay, no. <laughs> like Not el- to be rivaled by
2: what we just elbows,
0: saw. Hobos, everything.
2: Uh, I don't know if you've seen this also. The, we've seen it in our group chat, me and Nate did, but now they're also doing jujitsu in the back of a car, so –
0: well, no, the whole car. And oh, yeah. The, you start off
2: in the front seat in your seatbelt, and then...
0: I don't so. think that was Russia, though. I think that's here in America.
1: That could be, but and either way, there's Yeah, you can use
0: the <laughs> and, yeah, you can use the car. It's kind of crazy. So
1: the phone booth, was it like, it was actual glass?
0: I believe it yeah. looked like it. It's closed. Yeah. I mean, it might
1: be fiberglass or, like, flexi-glasses, so
2: it doesn't cut people, yeah. but...
0: Both mm. guys get in there, they say go, and they just start, like, swinging <laughs> elbows, <laughs> everything. It's nuts, dude. Russians wow. are sickos. Uh Boy, so there we go. Fedor is our heavyweight, obviously. Uh, Here's where I think it's going to get a little bit interesting. Uh, Let's move on to light heavyweight. Um, I had two here, and it was so close, and I went back and forth on these two. Um, However, my light heavyweight is the current Bellator light heavyweight champion, Vadim Nemkov. Uh, He's 15-2, and Uh, obviously just recently won the Bellator uh, light heavyweight Grand Prix, uh, he's beat Ryan Bader. He built beat Phil Davis twice, um, which facing two wrestlers like that just speaks to how well-rounded he is. I mean, especially when he's primarily knocking guys out. Um, mm-hmm. So to have the type of, knock, I think out of his 15 wins, I believe 10 of them are by knockout. Um, I'm pretty sure he's knocked out bait. He knocked out Bader and Phil Davis, I believe. Um, and uh, so just to be able to, you know, beat guys like that while also knocking them out is pretty unreal. Um, but my close second, Um, and a guy who could obviously take this spot over very soon, uh, is, uh, UFC's own Magomed Ankalov, uh, he's 16 and one just want to see a little bit more from him and some bigger wins, um, which we will have in our news, uh, his next fight is going to give him that opportunity to kind of take that next step. Um, but he is a guy, um, that I think could really take it, but however, to not give it to the current Bellator champ, who's beating some very good people, you know Bellator has a really decent light heavyweight division. Um, I think I just couldn't do it. So my pick is Vadim Nemkov.
1: So I had Uncle Mag- Ankalaev, but ninety percent of that is based off, like you said, just the potential. Like I think he has the ability sure. to get there, and you know it's a fair point. We haven't seen it quite yet. I do you guys. So this is kind of what. I kind of was wondering lately. Do you guys put any? What? How do you? When you look at Bellator and UFC, do you look at them as equals now in terms of in terms of what they produce and the fighters that are in there?
0: I am starting to. Um, and I'll and I'll be honest with you. I think like especially with Russia, right? uh, I I was even going into PFL for Russia. Uh, PFL has a phenomenal russian roster across all divisions um and a lot of guys in these i almost pick some of them because i think same thing pfl i just think though i think we're starting to see is mma as a sport right is just growing to where there's so many good athletes in mixed Mm -hmm. martial arts now that it's hard to put them all under the ufc umbrella there is i am 100 percent under the belief that aj mckee could possibly come over and be Alexander Volkanovsky for the 145 title. I mean, I just think that some of these guys are just that good um and I just do, and the UFC unfortunately can't hold them all, right? Um mm-hmm. so to me to like see like a Phil Davis or Ryan Bader and Bellator, you know, you could call it, or um uh ah, the other guy that just went to he left the UFC. He didn't resign with him. Corey Anderson, Uh, you know, some of these guys left by choice, you know, it wasn't that they necessarily weren't good enough. Uh, They just left by choice and a lot of them left on winning records and winning streaks. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think it's a lot closer now than it's ever been. I'll put it that way. And I, I think it's just going to keep, getting closer so but if you're what
1: do you, go ahead. if you're gonna get put like a n- number okay let's let's say that the ufc is a five in the sense that it produces or, or it holds see now, see now i don't even know how to really define that Let, let's say ufc is a five in terms of this the people they're producing and the skill of, of their champions would you say that the champions and the people that are produced on bellator are a five or do you think they're a little lower if the ufc is that five in terms of its standard.
0: Man, it's, I, I would say it, it, that could be by division. You know, some of these divisions are obviously a little deeper in Bellator. Like, you know, Scott Coker thinks they have the best uh, – what is it? The best 135-pound division.
2: You uh, did mention five too.
0: Or 55, you know. So uh, I would say in lightweight, I would say, you know, the UFC champion is for sure – I would put him at a five. Then I would put maybe the Bellator champion at a four, if that's kind of what you're meaning.
1: Uh, yeah kind of um so i if like so if you split it up by weight class like you're doing look at heavyweight is it a five um for bellator no no,
0: no their heavyweight division's not quite as deep
1: tim Jackson so is like number two okay so you're so but i also in looking at like sort of the skill of the elite guys in that division too are, would you say they're at a five
0: it's tough man i mean you know <laughs> it, it is tough because you're you're trying to we're, we're trying to grade, you know, there is some examples where guys have been successful in the UFC. I mean, look at like Yoel Romero, right. You know, goes over to, to Bellator and um, it didn't look much better. You know what I mean? So like you can see that skill level is still there in Bellator uh, where he's getting done in Bellator, kind of like he's getting done over here or whatever, whatever, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I mean, the things we're seeing Michael Chandler do, right. I mean, uh, even though he's one and two, but, I
1: mean, yeah, it's, but it's not the same as Ashgren's one and two, right? Those are very different. Sure. Yeah, um, it,
0: it, it is a lot different.
1: I but I think but another
2: difference that comes through is, and it's it's where Bellator isn't quite there yet, is UFC is still our rubric for the talent of guys that are getting, they're fighting. Yeah. Like even the guys you're naming for him are former UFC guys. It's not necessarily, you know, the Bellator homegrown guys that are bigger names and we talk about that when we talk about old pride guys, if you're not beating the top pride guys, then you kind of don't get a lot of love for beating a lot of guys in pride per se. Okay. And
0: and I'll, I'll real quick. I'll just kind of, I guess the way to sum it up for me is to say, if you said, what is your top 10 in any division in the world? I guarantee not every single one of my picks would be, it wouldn't be the UFC top 10. I don't look at the UFC top 10 as the best 10 in the world. Um, because like somebody like Vadim Nemkov, I genuinely think, could come over and be light heavyweight champion in the UFC. I think he could compete easily with the top five. He's that good. So,
1: Okay, that just, that's just kind of what I run through in my head when we do some of these is because we're kind of looking across the, um, promotions. And I just, I'm just i kind of playing that game. Like, So you're looking at a, a Magomed, Uncle Live, and then you look at the champ over at Bellator. Yes, he's the champ. Yes, he has a fantastic record but does it matter that he's in Bellator? That's kind of what I'm trying to consider. Like, is this something, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't think it does. I think some guys are there by choice, right? I mean, some guys are just making more money over there too. Um, So yeah, no, I wouldn't look into that. I wouldn't look at it as like the minor leagues if that's kind of what you're thinking. I think UFC guys to a sense should be, but to me, a Bellator champion, I couldn't put over a 205 pound contender just because he's in the UFC. You know what I mean?
1: yeah yeah i see what you're saying so go ahead john
2: uh i was my my list is similar uh i i went back and forth with magomed too because he's seven and one in the ufc he is really good his only loss being paul craig who made another list of ours um so that was his he, first fight in the ufc too i believe right i think so and then he's done i think he's gone seven and zero oh since then and he's beat some really good guys and he has some opportunity um and i mean we you know we talk about as like he's definitely has a lot of potential to be the guy holding the belt at some point next year. Yeah. Um, but I would I would I would tend to agree with uh being the champion in a in a league like Bellator. I still think there is a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, if they're if the ratings are one through 15, I think there is still a little bit of difference of the UFC's, you know, six, seven, eight guys compared to Bellator's six, seven, eight guys in most divisions. But that being said, to beat the top guys in Bellator, I do give a lot of credit. So I would be okay with going with. Uh Vadim in that one. Alrighty. Vadim Nemkov is our light, heavyweight. Moving on to
0: middleweight. Uh, from my middleweight, um, I went with a guy that actually a lot of OG Bellator fans will remember and appreciate, and that's Alexander Shlomenko. Um, I know when I personally started watching Bellator, <clears throat> he was like really big at the time, uh, when I had kind of found Bellator and he was kind of, you know, running things over there. Um, he has a record of 61 and 13, uh, was very dominant, uh, while he was at Bellator, which included a grand Prix win and a very nice title run. Uh, he's still currently an active fighter, um, and some smaller promotions. I think he's actually on like a three or four fight win streak right now. He's mm-hmm. almost like 40 years old though. Um, and I honestly didn't have any secondaries here. Um, there really wasn't Anyone else with the weight class, uh, with the experience or resume of uh, Shlomenko, so uh, that was just kind of my my straight up pick. I mean, he's one of the you know, kind of like Fedor, I think, in middle in terms of middleweight, there's just really nobody that's accomplished to my knowledge as much as he has.
1: I had uh, Alexander as well. That 61 and four was it 14, 13, 13? That's ridiculous. 60 that's that's he's still doing it, like yeah. Said. And I think, I think he's in. I thought his most recent fight was uh, Eagle FC, but I I oh it might have been. I could be off on that. You could be right. um, You could be yeah.
2: yeah, Well, another thing about him is like he he got like five of his five of his wins like in the same day. Like he was doing those type of tournaments. Yeah, you know he got to the or the Bellator title pretty quickly. So he's definitely a a different type of guy. That's for sure. And and the only other person I had was a Hassan. Molotov. He had a win against Eddie Gordon and Paulo Tiago. He's 18 and six. So it really wasn't much. I just wanted to throw in somebody else.
0: Sure. Oh, good. Well, there it is. Our middleweight unanimously is Alexander Shlomenko. Uh moving down the list or weight class boys. We have our welterweight. Um, so I feel like with almost all of our countries uh, so far, I've thrown in a bit of a more unproven prodigy uh, over maybe a more experienced veteran. Um, and this pick is going to be that for me as I have chosen the wolf Hamzat Shimaev as my welterweight. Um, you know, there are some other guys, uh, worth considering, uh, like former uh Bellator camp Andre Koreshkov or UFC veteran Albert Tumanov, um, who a lot of people probably recognize his name. Um, and PFL's Magomed, Magomed Karamov, who just lost to Ray Cooper. I mean, he was on a tear before that loss to Ray Cooper. Um, actually beat Ray Cooper before too. Um, but I feel like putting not Homs out here, uh, definitely won't age well. And possibly as soon as by the end of this year, um, he's only had 10 fights, but I just don't think we've ever seen dominance and potential quite like his. Um, and I really just genuinely feel like he's something special.
1: Yeah, I had Hamzad as well. Um, I I wondered if it was going to be a little controversial just because I know he has um, a little to do with, is it Sweden? Doesn't he use the Swedish flag? Uh,
0: No, he trains there. Yeah, he trains trains there. Yeah, he trains uh, uh, All-Star MMA with uh, Alexander Gustafson.
1: Okay, I was under the impression he- He might fight
0: out of that flag too, but he's from Chechnya, right? Chechnya. mm -hmm. Chechnya, Mm -hmm. which is in Mm -hmm. Russia, so yeah.
1: He's yeah, decent. so yeah, I, I had Hamzad as well. I, I, his greatest win thus far is against uh Jingling, to quote John. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but the way he did it, man, and he's only been hit twice, I think. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. So, sky's the limit for this dude. I'm excited to see him this year.
2: Yeah, I, I had Hamzad as well. I did have Rostam K- Kalabak Kabilov, 24 and 4, 9 and 3 in the UFC but he's beat George Mazdeval, He's beat Yancey Madero. He's beat Norman park, Leandro Silva. He's beat a lot of people. Um, he has, like I said, over 10 fights in the UFC. So if you're going to put an experience up against, he was the only guy I felt had enough to even have a little bit, but I do think that Hamzad is definitely the, if you are talking about a, a tournament style, like what we're doing now, he's their best representation for sure.
0: Yeah. I almost put Korishkov here. Um, the, the bel- former Bellator champ, uh, but yeah, man, it's just, I just feel like literally even as soon as we end up doing this tournament, we could just be like, yeah, probably should have put uh, Hamza. <laughs> It'd just be silly not to. And and I feel like, like I said, I feel like every time we've done this so far, we've we've kind of had a newer, maybe more unproven guy in there. So he's definitely mine. So there it is. Unanimous, unanimously, our welterweight Hamzat Shimaev. Moving on to lightweight my white lightweight pick after much much deliberation and consideration um i went with dennis siever um yeah really good guy (laughs) just kidding of course it's hubby brandon chill out before you come undone you
1: you you cut out quite a bit there so if my face oh did i yeah for me you did so that's why i was kind of the old headphones
2: did you hear me john yeah, I heard you. Okay, okay, my
1: headphones are good. I, I heard said- you say Dennis Siever and I assumed it was you. Just, no, it's yeah, it's Habib. A silly. O-
0: of course, of course, it's Habib. Yeah. Don't need to tell you guys why. Twenty nine and zero, UFC like light- lightweight champion. Um, much respect to Seaver, though. Um, but yeah, it's undoubtedly Habib. However, uh, Brandon and I want you to hear me on this because facts definitely don't care about your feelings, son. Um, but if Islam Mahakchev goes undefeated this year and wins the UFC lightweight title, I can promise you by 2023 Habib will no longer be my all-time Russian fighter for lightweight. Um, Islam's currently uh, one fight and one win away from tying Habib for total fights in the UFC and wins. Um, he's also also currently tied with Habib for six UFC finishes so, it's habib for now but he is uh i think he's on some borrowed time cuz i really think islam's going to pass him up
1: listen if that if that happens i am not opposed to putting islam up there dude like habib's the guy for me right now but definitely if, habib
0: if, right if, now but I'm and, and, put-
1: hear, and and hear me out too that doesn't mean that i'm not that doesn't make habib my favorite of all time cuz he still is definitely that guy even if islam takes the mantle but i'm i'm objective enough to recognize islam doing what he's doing and maybe being a little bit higher up than Habib
2: and probably better overall talent.
1: I, 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 I think he's,
0: I think he's just overall going to, I think, I think we're going to find out Islam overall is just a better fighter than Habib as well.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's hard not to argue or it's hard to argue against that just with, mm-hmm. the, with the striking, with the people he's beaten. Cause it's, we're looking at the same essentially timeframe as when Habib was in there. So he's beating the same level of guys. At least he will be. Um, yeah. I mean, the,
0: I, only, I'm... the only knock you could have on Islam is he's been knocked out. He's 21 and one. Uh, so, and, you know, you could say like, oh, you know, Habib's 29 and oh, he's got to get to 29 wins or 30 wins or whatever. But, uh, you know, like we just kind of mentioned earlier is a lot of Russian fighters and this includes Islam. Uh, you know, we're kind of fighting some cupcakes for a while. Uh, so I don't look at it as that. I genuinely just think if Islam goes two and zero this year, and one of those fights is the title fight at the end of the year, he's your all time greatest uh, do you, Russian do you,
1: lightweight. Sorry, do you, do you put any stock into? Because a lot of people with Habib will talk about how he he won almost every single round he was in. I think with the sure. exception of one of McGregor's, does that hold any weight for that, you? That
0: could. You're, you're right about that. Maybe like the dominance. <clears throat> you know, Habib was very dominant, and I think and he has I, the
1: most ten 8s as well
0: probably and i guess one thing i could give habib that you know could maybe have him hold it even past islam winning the title is the title defenses uh never rematched anybody which i'm a little sus about uh but uh he did defend the title what was it
1: twice yeah twice uh poirier and Gaethje. yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, maybe you could say Islam should have to defend it before, but for only two title defense, I mean they're just it's just crazy. Like right now, they're just to me, uh, they're they're not too far off. I mean, we just we still have mm-hmm. to see Islam has to come through and do what we all think he's going to do and is capable of doing, but we'll see. We're
1: all right. The pressure on Islam, man. It's I mean, he's even pressure. he's even got Habib in his ear, telling him like dude you're supposed to be you're supposed to have the sp- bill already like sp- he's- <laughs> and he tells him you're
0: supposed to be i want you to be but he wants islam mm-hmm. to pass him like he wants yeah. that yeah
2: yeah i so. mean i agree i mean john go a- ahead yeah you're yeah. good I, I mean i agree with you guys it's, it's definitely <laughs> habib islam is you know if they're if we're talking about tears Islam's is right under him and there's uh, another guy i put down just to have somebody was a uh, rashid magamidov he's 25 and 6 and 1 6 and 1 in the ufc his only loss was to Benil. so it's another promising guy at 50. Honestly, they had a lot of guys at 55. It's just when Habib's a top guy and Islam is right there mentioning anybody else for the most part, it's just like, yeah, but come on now.
0: Don't sleep on Dennis Siever, though. Dennis Siever was the man, dude. He was he was, he was, was a good kickboxer. Phenomenal yeah. striker. Well, boys, that is it. That is our all-time Russian MMA team. I'm going to run through it one more time. Our heavyweight, Fedor Emelianenko. Our light heavyweight, Vadim Nimkov middleweight uh alexander shlemenko welterweight hamzat shemaev and lightweight Habib Nurmagomedov. that is it that's a strong that's the favorite. <laughs> that's gotta be the favorite at this point. Yeesh that is a scary 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 team.
2: Brazil and US have some some really high uh that's where opportunity. I, I I
0: feel like I feel like when we start seeding these teams and putting them up against each other it's gonna like Brazil, Russia, and the US are going to, that's where it's going to get a little interesting.
1: I have a little Rocky Four on your hands here.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah
1: I'm, it's going to be tough. Anything else
0: on that, boys, before we move on?
2: Are we going to do with some up and coming people, can, especially
1: in the small weights? We can. I mean, this might be something we just talk about later, but are we going to do fight by fight, or are we just kind of going to do a more broader way to decide the winner? between the teams
0: so i I, what i'm kind of thinking is to kind of make a bracket and we'll kind of see these teams or maybe i don't know we'll we'll try to figure out a bracket and then my goal is to then have our listeners go on our instagram we'll put the countries up like maybe in our story and then they'll pick one or the other and then winner moves on so because we get we get some really, every time we do like an Instagram poll in our story, I mean, we get a lot of interaction. So I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's not like, you know, we just have like a handful of people picking. Um, we always get a lot of people that participate in stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be our best way of doing it. Uh, and most fairest as well to take our bias and stuff out of it. All right. Because you're going to take mother Russia all the way. You got to, you got a flip phone you're over here, Putin riding and, uh, you, you would take Russia to the finals. We already know that.
1: Yeah, just big, like you two would take Brazil. So it is a vodka fan. Heck no. Heck no. Well, John taking, would.
0: I ain't taking. Yeah, John probably would. You're right about that. John. John's already done his Brazil team. Heavyweight <laughs> through lightweight is Jose Aldo. You should have known that.
2: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I got so, the whole uh, John, middle. John's like
0: light heavyweight jose aldo <laughs> welterweight jose aldo
2: no Jr. <laughs> middle up is anderson and then down yeah, is aldo yeah. come on sorry dude.
0: sorry yeah my bad Jeez. dude, my bad. anderson's middleweight light heavyweight and heavyweight and jose welterweight light my bad you're right john
2: my come bad. on man
0: john's got it my Jeez. bad <laughs> let's move on uh brandon let's get into this facts don't care about your feelings i want to say something for these for people that are listening is me and John have no idea what he's about to say every never. week. We purposefully never know. We don't want to know. Uh, so we're usually just as shocked as you guys by what Brandon has to say. Yeah. <laughs> if, he, if
2: he starts getting racial or something, we'll mute him. But outside yeah, of that- we'll,
0: we'll try to stop it. So, Brandon, hit us with it. Let's hear it. What do we got <laughs> this week?
1: All right. So Connor McGregor. No, oh I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh,
0: oh no, it's not. Oh, so no, okay. I'm kidding. Let me, OK, Let me let me let me start it out for Brandon john jones all
1: right <laughs> <laughs> good guesses um but no okay so uh, this one i think is going to be pretty pretty simple um okay. but i'm curious to know your guys' take on it um so hear me out because you're going to jump the gun here when i say this first sentence but hear me out i think the ufc needs to get rid of usada and here's why here's why because i know your your brains are going already for the most part it's usada operates on an olympic schedule i mean that's why you see like these suspensions that are like two years three years four years long and that makes sense on an olympic schedule because the olympics is every four years two years if you get into like the summer and the winter stuff fighters that's that's way more detrimental to the career for for a fighter right when they're operating in typically three fights a year so i'm not at the point where i say that everyone should just be allowed to take steroids. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think that it's fair to want to try to keep the sport as clean as we can, but I think we need to be a bit more realistic and efficient with the consequences that we hand out, especially when you see, it really sucks when you see the ones um, like the guys who are found out to be like not guilty or it was tainted or something that it truly wasn't their fault. Cause then that's still a year, potentially like two John years Jones. down the drain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. John Jones. I don't know about him, but um i think was it hunt or i think it was maybe mark hunt or potentially frank mirror there's been a few fighters who have been out for a year or so just battling and then it comes out like oh no they weren't actually guilty but it's still a year off of their entire careers because they had to fight that lengthy legal battle and they were suspended the entire time so well to sum it up um i think we should cut usada and i'm okay with trying to find some other third party to to try to work on keeping the sport cleaner but i think we really need to work on bringing down the 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 level of consequences that are there under usada's um rule right now
0: well i yeah i mean so it is kind of tough right because like, like, was it TJ Dillashaw? Didn't he just miss like two years? Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Mendez, I believe missed. I think Chad Mendez missed so much time. It basically ended his career. I think he
1: missed almost three almost four years. I think for yeah, him, it seems
0: like it almost, <clears throat> excuse me, ended his career essentially. Um, it, 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 I'm kind of like stuck in the middle on this. It's kind of interesting. You bring it up um, because I, I I'm kind of more indifferent. Uh, it's tough because I see what you're saying. Like, is it really worth ruining essentially in some guys cases, ending their career or at least their UFC career or, you know, within the U S fighting in the U S but the tough thing is too, is if there's not heavy penalty and say, it's just a six month suspension, you know, kind of like what we're seeing with weight cutting and like, you know, somebody like Izzy saying that they need to up the fines for weight cutting because if you're only taking 3% of somebody's purse and they've got three pounds to go, it's like, we'll just take the couple thousand dollars. And I'll just not cut these last pounds. You know what I mean? Uh, so, if, <clears throat> you know, you got like, a, and I'm just going to use him because he has failed, but a TJ Dillashaw uh, who's going for this double champ thing and going down to flyweight and fighting for a title. And he's like, I'll just do it and deal with the consequences later. Like, I just don't care. Um, and I'm not saying that's why TJ did it or, you know, but, but I'm just saying like, if the penalty is only like six months, then I feel like a lot of guys and women will just be like, nah, screw it. I'll I'll take the six months slap on the wrist and wrist and just train or whatever. So it is kind of that, like, ah, what is the? I mean, I'm not saying two years is what it needs to be, but it should be a pretty heavy, you know what I mean? So I guess I'll project that back to you as a question is what do you think is a more suitable penalty?
1: So, a more suitable penalty. It, it, I don't have a good answer for that either. I think there, I think there is a sort of a happy medium. Um, but something that I found interesting is because I've been doing a little bit of reading on this topic since kind of before this was you look at the NFL, for instance, the, the guys in that in the NFL, they get popped all the time and there's not a whole lot of backlash for any of that. Um, and so my, I guess my, my counter question, I suppose in, in UFC, if that were to be the case, let's assume you're right. And there's a whole lot of guys that's like, ah, I'll just take the, the six months suspension for this one. Cause TJ, for example, he had a completely clean record assume we had to assume, right. That he was clean sure. until he got caught. So then he gets caught the one time, but now instead of losing him for two years, we just lost him for. You know, a year or eight months, whatever. Add in your your monetary fees, um, and then the counter argument to that's going to be, well, this is fighting. And then my counter argument is, well, football is comparable in terms of your injuries and and the CTE and the brain damage issues. You know what I mean? So that we can kind of get into the the weeds a little bit with some of this. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have a great answer for that, and it's a good one. I I think it's somewhere in the middle with finding the balance of the monetary fees and the time, time away the suspension.
2: Yeah, I would say um, it it is interesting. I would say maybe not get rid of them as much as maybe you need to restructure the, the way they look at it because they are effective. Obviously they do catch people. Um, You know, you do have some people who don't care already. Brock Lesnar. I mean, they, you hear Mark Hunt's whole thing, which, he talked about the UFC knew he was going to pop, but it's just one fight. You're going to get your viewers. The UFC doesn't have to forfeit that pay-per-view money or anything like that.
0: Wasn't it um, uh <clears throat> real quick? Wasn't didn't Stefan Bonner do that against like Anderson Silva or no oh, yeah. John Jones or who did he fight in his last fight? And he like went up and he was just like, he just took it. And he was, he even told like Dana at the end, he's like, I, I knew I, like I just did it. I wanted to, I wanted to try to beat the greatest of all time in my life. La- I knew it was my last fight. It was fight. Anderson, I think. I think so. And he was just like, you know, a chance to beat Anderson for my last fight. I just didn't care. <laughs> like,
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you have instances like Yoel who did pop, but then it got. he had a tainted supplement. He got a, uh, I mean, he got his money back because he obviously sued him and got money yeah. out of it. <clears throat> but then you have somebody like Yair Rodriguez who just wasn't there to take the P-test. He has to sit out, you know, some months. Because he couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't get a hold of him or however that strenuous yeah. situation is. So there there's definitely sides of it. I think maybe if you're if you've got to keep them, maybe you do a thing where if they pop for it, you know, they're on like a thin le- leash, and as they're going through it, they can still fight. But if they find out that they failed on their own accord, you take away those wins off their records, make them losses or no contest, and you make them pay back their purses. That's the only thing I could think of to keep things rolling without sitting them out, but also still making it to where it's not really worth it. Because if you keep on fighting, you know, if it takes a year or so to get through it and you keep fighting, you get two wins, big wins, finishing, you know, you get some bonuses. But then they say, Oh, well, we found out that you was doing it purposely. So now those losses are no contest and you got to give back all that purse money and bonus money. Maybe that's the way to kind of keep them out of it.
0: Yeah. I I I think, yeah, I think it's definitely more like rather than just get rid of it. I think there is like, you know, more reform it. Um, And I think, I know, like you had mentioned the P test. Like, I think that's one thing for the fighters that I would love to see get reformed because you hear some crazy stories. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they can literally show up anytime, any place. I mean, and they do. I mean, you hear it. Fighters talking about the night before somebody they just talked about said that they showed up the night before his fight at like 3 a.m. Like the dude fights Mm -hmm. in the morning and they're coming at 3 a.m. to take blood and urine. Like, what are you doing? you know what i mean or
2: can you imagine posting a picture of you just in the gym you're not even lifting you just kind of hit the side mirror and the next thing you know that well, same day they're at your I house mean, dude like
0: that life is such a grind i mean even not even a night, the night before fight i mean i can imagine as a fighter and fighting at the level of like the ufc is sleep rest like these things are so essential mm-hmm. um and and to have that disrupted to me is just i don't know i mean i think there's you can do it i mean if and there's no difference in if you test them at 3 a.m then at 8am, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: I think that's one thing that I, I would like. One thing with Sada that I don't like, I know for sure is that, yeah, I think the only other way though, is if you're not going to do it in time per se, I think you'd have to do more. I think what John is saying is you'd have to start digging their pockets, which I'm not necessarily for either. Uh, cause these you know, men and women are already struggling as it is mm-hmm. financially, but if it also, is the quickest way to get them back in there. It might be the best way as well.
1: So the other thing, and I, and I don't know a lot about what I'm a, this specific aspect of it. Um, I'm assuming this is more UFC specific. I, I think it would make a difference as well. If you are suspending somebody for two years, Uh, you know let them fight in another organization if that other organization will pick them up just even if it's something specific like hey give them these couple years here just to get a couple fights in because that's how these guys make money so when you suspend them and if you're keeping them under contract so they can't fight outside of the ufc but you're also not allowing them to fight because they're suspended you're you're forcing them to find other ways to bring in a source of income
0: yeah but they'll never do that because unless it's it's on fight
2: pass day it's it's just money
0: yeah yeah they're gonna lose money and you know fighter the fighter could go get hurt i mean there's just so many things like they'll just they'll never do that um you know like wasn't it somebody was suspended and like chad mendez just went and did like jujitsu matches or something right like
1: yeah you know you're you're
0: more you you could probably do something like that but the ufc will probably never clear well that'll just never be an option for them the financial
2: side unless they unionize and then you could try to it's changed some of this stuff up differently, but That's never Dana's, gonna happen, though, Dana's really. never going to Yeah, that that'll happen. Just,
0: I don't think that as long as I think as long as Dana White's in charge, I don't think we really ever see much of a fighter union, but I think I would also go back at Brandon and say, just be honest and tell the people right now that you just think everybody should be able to do steroids.
1: I feel like I could argue that a little bit.
0: I feel like you want to,
1: but it doesn't. It's, it's so, so I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it but i would want to clarify it's not like a hill that i'm willing to die on but i feel like sometimes we're creating a little more issue than what what needs to be when we talk about steroids and mma and jacob's probably going to scream his head off when he hears that but um
0: <laughs> i i, I want to do it right now for him but we've got to move on but <laughs> we me and you have had this talk before and i just i think it's nuts
2: i mean I just... you do kind of miss trtv tour right I mean it was fun but was we a different all different guy.
0: It's kind of weird cuz it's like you 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 can say like oh it was fun but we didn't know he was on TRT but like when you look at it now it's like why didn't we we should all know like what were yeah. we thinking? Or like mm. Brock Lesnar the Mark Hunt like when he showed up juice to the gills like like you know like we yeah
2: we should have didn't make weight and he was on steroids. Like, like
0: guys we should have known. Like we all should have known. What were we
2: thinking? It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> naive. More like fans, one, maybe man. we just
1: didn't care. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe
2: maybe it was so entertaining we just so that level it. of gladiator <sighs> sportish where you're just like just two people fighting that's all i want to see just do it
0: for the record i would never be in favor for like everybody can use <clears throat> steroids or whatever but if there was a
2: steroids league where everybody in there is under the pretense of everybody knows hey these guys are juiced
0: isn't that that's how weightlifting is isn't
2: yeah, there cl- yeah
1: there's clean divisions and not clean divisions yeah and guess uh, what everyone watches the, knock and the, the knock not go. clean division because guess way, putting way, up way, the way, big way. numbers
0: Because they're pulling Boeing F 150s and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right? Squatting over a
1: thousand pounds. You don't do that uh, l- without a little bit of help. All right.
0: I get it. I get it. Uh, that's a good one. I like yeah, that. Uh, probably the best yeah, one. To be probably, honest. I think, um, yeah, I think my in conclusion, mine is I think you, you probably, if you're not going to do it in time, you'd have to go after the money. You'd have to hit their pockets. And so
1: is it fair to say you think something should be addressed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, no, I think, I don't think you saw it as a perfect system. I, I think it's flawed anyways. And um, I think it, it definitely needs some addressing for sure. Th- and some things need to change as well. I wouldn't disagree with that.
2: All
1: right. John, what about you? Same no, thing. I'm, yeah. I'm with you.
2: I think um if you're going to do anything, you need to kind of address these supplement companies because mm-hmm. some of these guys are getting hit with stuff they don't know about, or, you know the UFC tries to, you know, to look over that stuff, but maybe you have to be way more strict and say you can only have these products that we. Well, they do.
0: Like I know the UFC puts out a list. Yeah. Um, and it's just unfortunate that like I think like Raquel Pennington was one recently that was it. Did she accidentally? I don't remember, but like, yeah. but she even said like it was my negligence. Like I should have known. You know what I mean? It's just. Mm-hmm but it's tough. But you know, like you see like Jordan Burrow on the Joe Rogan pod podcast and like Joe Rogan's offering him like an energy drink that has like CBD in it and he won't drink. He's like, no, 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 I'm not going to drink it. And Rogan's like, no, it's not weed. It's just CBD. And he's like, Nope. He's like, I don't know what's in it. And there could be yeah. one little thing in there that he, so like everything Jordan Burrow puts in his body, he knows exactly what's in it. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not going to put something for in that, so, like, you know, somebody offering him something for the first time and he hasn't had probably him or his people, his team, whoever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has people that does that for him. Uh, look over it. He's like, nope, not doing it. And yeah. I think that's just kind of a part of it, too. There is that aspect of it. Right. As an yeah. athlete responsibility.
2: And there's no way to to because con- in my head I was like, well, maybe, you know, you make them only be able to take these things. And if they take something else, then that because if you take the five things on the list and you pop well then they can look into those companies and it's not on you but you also can't control what somebody else takes without that telling you so you could pop one thing and then do everything else right and be like it had to be one of those right so it's it's definitely it's going to be really hard to find a perfect system but i do think there needs to be a lot of improvements and i think legalizing or not legalizing but allowing weed to not pop people anymore is probably going to help some people as well so
0: yeah For sure. John, hit us with a news jingle. It's the news. Boys, as we mentioned in our all-time MMA team, Magomed Onkalov is getting his chance to take that next step in the UFC light heavyweight division as on March 12th, he will headline a UFC fight night against Tiago Santos. Uh, big implications on that one. Obviously, I think we're all in agreement that, uh, you know, uh, Blahovich is matched up against Alexander Rakic. Um, and, um, excuse me, Jiri uh, is going to probably face Glover next, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Magomed Santos, winner of that, could be looking at uh, – that could be number one contender, I think. Yeah,
2: especially – especially if Uncle Love wins, because you do still have that. You have mm-hmm. Alexander Rakic right there, too, who has a win over Tiago, right?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So
2: he he he's somebody who has a little bit of a claim if Santos was to win, but I do think if Uncle Love wins, you definitely have to give him that. I think there's nobody else who has a stronger case than him, unless, I mean, yeah, because you have Jan that has to get some more wins back under his belt and stuff like that, so.
1: Yeah, I think of I think of the Thor Jan Rakic, How do you say his name?
2: Rakic, yeah. Right, right,
1: yeah, Rakic, Um, Santos and Uncle Love. I, I feel like Santos is the lowest man on the totem pole just because he has the lost It hey, Rock.
0: I can't Rokic.
1: every time. And Rokic. uh but I'm just gonna say rocket. But uh, also if, he was, his, if he was
0: Russian, Brandon would be like nah, he, he Yeah, dude. The- Why R- is his last R- name not?
1: R- B- it should be Putin. That's what it should be. <laughs> yeah. So, any, so anyway. But I, but I, with with the loss to him and the the way he won with Walker, like yes, he beat Johnny Walker, but it just wasn't a very impressive win. And I hate to say that because it sounds terrible, but that that's just how I feel. Um. So yeah, I, I think he's the lowest man on the totem pole currently but we'll see maybe with a really impressive win um over an up-and-comer you know yeah. you could change that
0: well boys Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Rakic is on March 26th in Columbus Ohio in another fight that is in the works for that night I believe it's already been agreed on they're just trying to finalize the date in the flyweight division Askar Askarov versus Kai Kara France yes sir uh, Definitely feels like that's a number one contender match um, for sure in the flyweight division. Once we see how Figure Eight O Moreno plays out. Um, and it's in Columbus, Ohio. So that's not very far away from here. Jan Rackage, <laughs> France Askarov. I'm just saying that's a pretty decent card for only being a couple hours from where we live. And yeah. it's in and it's in March. And we could drive there and be back, you know stay the night that's it i'm just saying
1: all right fair enough what, what was the last year we we had one last year that was in ohio too was it uh, in ganu it,
0: it was, was earlier it? no it was early in the year i thought it was was it steepay in ganu
2: was supposed yeah. to be and then they yeah i think so i think they canceled it covid
0: covid yeah it seems like yeah. uh, well and
2: if you know if alexander wins that like i said he does have some i mean you beat Blahovich, that gives you a little bit more claim than beating Santo. So just saying these, these fights could be, I mean, could be implicating.
0: two number one contender matches. I wouldn't mind being in the building. I'm just saying,
2: just see saying tickets, never see been them to tickets and COVID's in for
0: never, never been to Columbus. Just saying, uh, boys, apparently Kevin Lee has an opponent for his Eagle FC debut, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as he is set to or targeted to face Diego Sanchez on March 11th. Not Sean Fallon. I think he's definitely going the easy route here, taking Diego Sanchez.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was a. Uh, that really surprised me, honestly.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, it just seems like uh, uh, we're just gonna softball you with a big name.
1: Yeah, we gotta build you up so we can give you this belt after your first
2: fight, real quick. They,
0: they saw that Sean Fallon highlight. Didn't want him to put him in that neck scarf, that hard scarf, hey. baby.
1: <laughs> well, they know that uh, Kevin Lee is very beatable with submissions. So that's what
0: I'm saying. They're balance they <laughs> Habib told trying to
1: take his highlight videos down.
0: Habib, like, wow. Habib got on the internet and said, "Fuck, who's this guy? No way! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the one
2: bullshit."
1: Yeah. <laughs> bad matchup.
2: Yeah, I'm not a. I'm one of those. I'm not a big fan of seeing Diego Sanchez fight anymore. To be honest,
1: yeah, he's been through
2: you know. so much, and then that last, even that last COVID, and even his last couple showings, it's just almost sad at this point. Kind of like BJ Penn got.
0: Yeah. And lastly, boys, we got some Jake Paul, Dana White stuff to talk about. Uh, Let's start here, though. Jake Paul, it's kind of where it all started. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 2 reportedly only sold 65,000 pay-per-views. And just for reference, I did a little research. Uh, The lowest reported pay-per-view for the UFC this past year was Izzy Vittori 2, which came in at 600,000 buys. Uh, although Usman Burns' numbers were never made like fully uh, public, uh, mm-hmm. the rumor is that they did around 500,000. So that one technically could have been the lowest, but it was never confirmed. Uh, but either way, you get the point. Um, and then the last time the UFC did 65,000 buys was at UFC 34 on November 12th, I think it was, of 2001. Um, I'm just trying it. to... Yeah, no, it was uh, Randy Couture, I think, versus Pedro Hizo. Uh, nice. Just tra- just trying to put some uh, perspective for you guys, though, to understand how poor 65,000 pay-per-view buys. Uh, so we'll start there. But, like, are you guys surprised at how bad Jake Paul's pay-per-view numbers, especially rematch against Tyron Woodley, even though it was last minute?
1: I'll say yes and no. Um, yes, I'm a little surprised because I think that Jake Paul definitely is becoming at least polarizing, if nothing else. But no, because a lot of his – and this, this holds no weight whatsoever other than it's my opinion. But Jake Paul's followers are predominantly teens and, and YouTubers, people that are very big on that stream, that platform. <clears throat> and I think that that group of people is much more adept at streaming things without buying things, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that's a big part of it as well. But I think even with those people, you wouldn't, he still wouldn't be as very close to UFC numbers.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's, He's learning now that if he wants to keep this up and be at the level he has been the couple <clears> previous <throat> fights, he has to really up the celebrity or the name that he's fighting, especially after, you know, because it could have been people who might not have realized the Woodley stuff until it was too late. And they was like, ah, I don't really want to see it. Or like Brandon said, you know, it's not hard for to find Dana White's biggest enemy, uh, the illegal streamers. So um. yeah, I think he's going to have to up his up his game and up who he fights or even like on the undercard stuff if you want to keep on selling these because people will just watch the highlights at this point.
0: Then last night, uh, or excuse me, this past Saturday, I always say last night, dang it, Jake uh, tweeted a challenge to Dana White, which has now snowballed into this pretty hilarious back and forth on social media. Uh, Jake said, "Happy New Year Dana White. Here is a real challenge for you. I will immediately retire from boxing and fight Jorge Masvidal in the UFC if you agree to. And this was his list of agreements or demands. Number 1, increase minimum fighter pay per fight to 50,000. It's currently 12,000 now. Number 2, guarantee UFC fighters 50% of annual revenue, which in 2021 was 1 billion according to Jake Paul." Number three, provide long-term health care to all fighters. You previously said brain damage is a part of the gig. Imagine if the NFL said that. There are many UFC alums who have publicly said that they are suffering from brain damage. You have five days to accept and and to implement the above by March 31st, 2022. Once implemented, I will immediately retire from boxing, enter USADA, and agree to a one-fight deal with the UFC to fight weak-chin Jorge. To all UFC fighters, time to take a stand, create value. So da, 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 da I'm not your enemy. I'm your advocate who selfishly wants to KO a few of you to make some big bank. So that was Jake's. And all that stemmed from Dana, uh, you know, accusing Jake Paul of being on steroids. Dana responded with a video this past, that same night on Instagram. I wish we had our soundboard. I would play the video for everybody to hear. Uh, but to kind of summarize it, basically just said, uh, that Jake never responded to his original challenge, which was to get steroid tested, uh, because Jake Paul has been accusing Dana of doing cocaine. So Dana accused him. So, st- you know what I mean? Just kind of like back and forth. You guys can go to Dana's Instagram and, uh, watch that video. And then Jake mm-hmm. Paul responded. Um, and the biggest quote I took from that video, he said, I'm trying to change the sport forever. And you're one of the most selfish, capitalistic mother efforts that I've ever seen. And somebody else need, and. Oh, and everybody else needs you, Dana. I'm the only person that doesn't need you. And I don't give a F about you, but all these people, all your fighters, all of them, they can't say shit because you'll just bench them. You met your maker. I'm not going to stop. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And that's where it's at as of uh, us recording this. So I don't know. I know that's a lot, uh, but it was, it's been pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Dana White getting into a war with a video war with a YouTube guy is not the way to go because Jake's video was actually pretty hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw it
1: was it where he was in, on a beach yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he kept flashing it to the cut scene of dana uh his video where he said he thinks i do cocaine and he just took the little snippet of i do cocaine and put like some like what? <laughs> so like rant, like jake is talking and then he's just like i do cocaine like it's pretty <laughs> you, good
2: you it's can't mess good. with the trolls man these older yeah. people <laughs> he's taking the bait there. man
0: dana is taking the bait
2: well man. and you know the other side of this is you know there's not one fighter on the roster that would be like Jake. I mean, I take it back. There are some guys who are getting paid what they want to get paid, who are speaking out and saying how happy they are, but there's a 90%, 95% of the roster who would silently definitely agree with him. And I know you've seen the stuff, you know, uh, Hawani is a big fan of, you know, all this stuff too, as far as like agreeing with them. And I know yeah, he's, and he's supporting Dylan what, have gone. Back he's supporting and forth what, the uh, yeah. Hawani supporting what Jake Paul said for the most part, and, I mean, why not? I mean, these guys – I mean, we talk about it all the time. These guys deserve these type of things. Um, you guys think know- Jake
0: Paul's on steroids?
2: Probably. No. I would say no. He's a big dude anyways. Like, I don't know. But he- uh, what I was, all I was going to say was that, you know, the other side of this is, you know, Dana also said something along the lines of, if you think it's so easy, why don't you do it? Which is easy to say when you're the number one MMA promotion in the world. Like it, it, it telling people why don't you do better is different because you have all the resources. So to tell people that doesn't really make a lot of sense.
1: Well, to be fair, Danny didn't start there. I mean, he. No, he, I'm just he... saying
2: to say that is just like, well, that's easy to say when you know you're the at the very top of the at the table.
1: Well, sure, but he also did it, so it can be done. Um, it's going to be hard to do now against the UFC, but it but you can't say it's not possible.
2: To get to the ESPN. I mean, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think you'll ever see anybody rival the top level of UFC. Bellator is really good; they're on Showtime, that's really good for them. But he's so far up at this point, and with the talent he has, and the the having the Disney ESPN machine behind you, I mean, there's nobody who's ever going to come close to that.
1: Uh, maybe not soon, or or anytime soon. But I think that we're definitely seeing things start to shift. I mean, how 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 much more frequently? In the past year, with our podcast, have we started to mention people or or things happening in other promotions, just with like PFL and the different things they're doing with scoring and their cameras and stuff like that? And then Bellator has some pretty good guys. A lot of people are moving over to Bellator. No, they're not on the level of UFC right now, but they're also getting closer every every month, every every year. Maybe not super close, but, it, but we're still moving the needle. And you know, I think the Dana and the UFC are forced to they're going to have to respond in some way, whether that's improving their product um, or, you know, changing some of the prices and things like that. Cause I don't know. I saw a a tweet or a picture today and talked about how much it costs to be a UFC fan. And um, to be a UFC fan, it it costs you like a thousand dollars a year. That's, that's, that's just for the pay-per-views alone. Um, So anyway, I don't know. This is going to be hard to
0: and don't forget uh either you got that new promotion that we discussed earlier in the year that is going to be coming i think in the next year or two that new mma promotion that's going to have a union and all that stuff
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. With, so, where it's like it's like across um is it countries or states it's almost like a team type deal
0: yes yeah it's going to be like a league
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay, Lee. That's the word I was like,
0: like more like an Americanized kind of sports league type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just interesting. I just, it's just funny to see Dana kind of take the bait because we've seen people. I mean, Jake Paul's been kind of poking him for a long time and he's ignored him. And so he's definitely, uh, he's definitely said something uh, that has uh, gotten under his skin, folks. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Guys, we lost John. I just got a text. His Wi Fi disconnected um that's gonna take quick. <laughs> these these zoom pods can't end soon enough guys listen uh, between
1: the microphone and this i don't want to hear anything about my headphones yeah hey, ever ever again
0: i want you <laughs> i want you to give it to him next week uh it's his turn for song of the week so i'm gonna wait for him to reply with the text message before he does uh brandon what's your one for the people though before we get out of here man
1: Oh my one for the people! I just started watching Cobra Kai. I don't know if, if any of you people are that just came out Friday for any of you guys who maybe haven't watched it yet.
0: I haven't seen one the, episode
1: ever. Like, if any of it, never. Like, just oh, none okay. of it. No. Well, just for those of you, in, just
0: doesn't interest me. Oh my
1: gosh. Okay. Well, those of you who are into it, man, it the way it was definitely worth it. Um, they they're doing a fantastic job, and I I love it so far.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm in the I'm on the book of Bova. The bad thing is it's it just comes out once a week, like it's like a weekly mm-hmm. episode. So I've only seen a one. lot. Yeah, I hate that.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, my one for the people is hang in there with us, guys. Like I said, I know this is rough. Uh, we there's sometimes there's like awkward pauses because uh, when you're doing it over Zoom, there's a bit of a delay too. So we don't want to talk over each other. So we try to you know make sure everybody gets everything out. So there can be these like weird delays john's losing his wi-fi his <laughs> mic didn't work one week i don't know we got to figure something out with john uh, yeah he's going to be in the hot seat for sure he did text me in his song of the week which is our first one of the year uh is j cole applying pressure i think that's fitting i think i know what he's meaning with that and that is we're going to be applying some pressure this year because we're coming hot and heavy uh hopefully you guys um Yeah, he said it's just turned back on. He's going to try to jump on, but we're going to get out of here. We'll (laughs) see you guys next week. There will be another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast, as there is every single Monday. And, boy, we cannot wait to get that mixer back. We will see you guys then.
1: Peace. Peace.